Greetings, this is Atma Boda, and today is December 16th, 2021. And very early this morning, I woke up with an inspiration, and I just had to write it down. And I felt it was so inspiring that I must share it with you right now. It's entitled, After Enlightenment, You Engage More Deeply with the World. And I'm just going to read it to you. Alchemy is when you transmute the ordinariness of you into the extraordinariness of you. With a capital Y. But what happens after you have already done that? Why you do you take why you take on the world? In full respect, of course. Having proven to yourself the effectiveness of your mastery for an audience of one yourself, the natural next step is the audience of all. Having nothing left to prove to yourself, your life becomes a stage. You realize that your words and your actions are not about you, but for them. There is no them, the non-dualist would say, and they would be right. From that perspective, the ultimate act of selfishness is to live your life for others. This is the fullest act, and why all the world's a stage. This dance with the external happens because the internal is transmuted. The spiral outward has begun. No longer is your life measured by your happy days but by the number of lives you touch. While before the score could reach 365, now that number is uncapped to the exponential. Whereas before you were singular, your trajectory multiplies the essence of who you are into billions and beyond. Billions of dollars, you ask? Of course not. Billions of souls... The wealthy obsess over mere money, while true wealth exists in the hearts and minds of the people. Unbounded by boundaries and united by spirit, they are everything. Without them, your life is as small as your fragile ego. With them, you have a future for the world that can exceed the imagination of what you thought heaven could be. Every day becomes the possibility that exceeded what yesterday offered. Their souls uplifted, the celebration begins, a party so vast that only the people of everywhere can be cast in it. Each individual being the blossoming flower, emitting the unique fragrance that creates the symphonic bouquet of human purpose and meaning. Why be only the conductor of your own conduct when you can help conduct the orchestra to play the symphony of life? And that concludes what I was writing there this morning, very, very early. So, what does that mean? It means 
that when you cross that threshold whereby bliss becomes your moment-to-moment reality, you are already liberated. And so what is left? What is left but to make a splash upon the world? To troll the world in some respects, you might say, in a friendly way. Because you are that snail that's sticking out. It attracts attention. Other people might want to hammer. They might want to try and hammer you down. Because you just don't fit in. You are not the normal person out there. You're not a conformist. You are radiating. You are being. You are a force of nature. Existing not to submit, not to surrender, but to ripple outwards, to spiral outwards, to influence and impact the world and not let the world impact you. You become the source of inspiration and awakening. You are not reacting. Negativity bounces off of you like nothing, like you're the rocks on the shore and these waves may kiss against you, but that's all they are is kisses. Even if that was not their intention, to you it is just a kiss. It doesn't matter the level of toxicity, it doesn't matter the intention of others because it's like a child's toy bouncing off the parent. You have risen above. You have become a sun shining in the sky and the candles are trying to burn you with their small little flames. No, of course not. It's impossible. It's physics. You are the shiner. You are this bright light. And it's going to attract. And that is part of the amusement of life. The play and the adventure. Because no matter which thing is attracted by you, you're benefiting them by your presence, whether or not They realize it, and it's only the beginning. Things are going to get even more exciting and more playful as life goes on. And also, I want to touch on something else, because there is a second inspiration. I I was thinking about doing a podcast only on this other topic, and that is about God doesn't want your submission. Never submit never surrender. And I know that kind of goes in the face of what a lot of religious people and even some spiritual people believe. They believe that you need to surrender yourself to a higher power, to surrender your will, to submit yourself before this higher power up in the sky or however you want to perceive it, whether it's a whatever religion you follow. But that is so dangerously disempowering. 
And the fact is, is that from the ultimate truth perspective, they're not looking, nobody on the highest realms of truth is looking for a blind follower. No, nobody's looking for that. The only people looking for blind followers and those that require your complete surrender and who want to dominate you, those are leaders of a lower standard, okay? That's not of the highest. If anybody requires your complete surrender, they are not representing the highest truth. And that I can tell you 100% certainty because on the highest level, God does not want your submission. They don't want robots. They don't want blind sheep. No, they want completely independent, empowered individuals that are operating from such a deep place that they are don't need to obey anything because they are in some respects a law into themselves and now i'm not saying that in terms of earthly law i'm saying it in terms of their intention is so pure that they don't need to be told what to do and what not to do because they are coming from a that level of purity and not only purity but a level of deep understanding so that they can understand the consequences of their actions and also the consequences of their inactions because <clears throat> when you surrender what does that mean when you surrender on the ultimate level if you were to surrender your say individuality that basically means that you would cease seeing yourself as an individual. What does that mean? That means you, you lack, you don't, you no longer say I, like I like this, I like that. No, it's like you are starting to see yourself in a third person and you're putting the power over to the collective or whatever the collective may be and you just become a cog in the wheel and you are letting other forces or other entities control you and willingly. And that to me is the definition of oppression. That is the, when you submit, when you surrender, that means you are accepting oppression. You are accepting the loss of your free will. You're accepting the loss of your individuality. And there are some that philosophize that that's actually a good thing. That it's good to surrender your will and let a higher will be more powerful than your will. But there's a problem with that. How do you know what this higher will is? How do you know it really is the highest truth? Can you be sure of that? Can you have a guarantee that what you think is the highest will is actually the highest will? Because there can be deceivers out there. There can be impostors out there where you can believe that you're surrendering to the highest will, but actually you're not. And one good way, like I mentioned to you, to know if what you are surrendering to is the highest will is do they require you to surrender? Because if they require you to surrender, then they're definitely 
not the highest will. Okay, the highest will does not require submission, does not require surrender. And so you might ask, well, Adma Bodha, you say you're enlightened, you say you're in a constant state of bliss. How can you get there without surrendering to a higher force? Isn't that what enlightenment is, is that you have completely surrendered to God and now God is, is Lord of your life in your moment-to-moment interactions? And my answer to that question is, God does not want my surrender. God does not want your surrender. God wants everyone to be empowered individuals. And when you are enlightened, it's not an act of surrender. It's an act of symbiosis. So what is symbiosis? That means you, your mind is in harmony with the cosmic mind or the ultimate truth. It means that it's a partnership, it's a balance, it's a unity, but it's not a surrender, if that makes sense. You're not giving control over your life to any other force or personality. And that is what I think is so beautiful. And that's what's also different from this path, from many other paths out there. As a teacher, I have no interest in controlling people or having followers or having disciples in the traditional sense. No, I want empowered individuals and I, th- that don't belong to me. I don't want to own any, anything. I want them to, I want everyone to be empowered and inspired and finally reach the end where they are enlightened and and however way I can help facilitate that process the better but ultimately it's about individual free will and your independent action to get you there nobody can do these things for you right it's your life all somebody can do is give you the keys but still you have to take those keys apply it into your own life and open the door. But I believe that it's important to have community. I think that when we arrive at this place, we are all of the same spiritual family that we can support each other and help each other and make it easier for others who have not yet gone down this road because we can share our personal experiences and our mistakes and what we've learned. And by doing that, we become uh, helping each other, like kind of like a university in some respects. We become a store of knowledge, but never a cult because this is at its nature, at its core, completely opposed as I've mentioned on numerous podcasts, completely opposed to collectivistic thinking because on the highest level, it's about inspired individualism. The greatest diversity is not in groups or small groups. The smallest group is the individual. That's the ultimate diversity is the individual. And in fact, pushing people into groups and making them behave as groups, that is oppression. 
because they are trying to take away your humanity, take away your individuality and your sovereignty and turn you into some kind of a collectivistic robot, something easily manageable and something that government seems to be heading in this direction. We're seeing it in Australia with some of the draconian uh, measures happening over there with people getting arrested just for sitting in a park um, and not being in their homes even if even though they're living in that area it's like they're a prisoner in their own neighborhoods and it's kind of sad and that's not a future that is going to be good so we should make a stand for this individuality and not let governments treat people like they are not people and that's the point and so yeah so yeah in terms of i i totally respect spirituality some people they think they want to surrender to love and yeah you can surrender to love i mean geez i mean what's the harm in surrendering to love that's fine but when you surrender your will that's a different story because it's your freedom of will is all you've that's the most important thing that determines who you are as an individual is having that freedom of will without that freedom of will what are you you're just another sheep you're just another face in the crowd there's nothing to distinguish you from anyone else and you might have a low self-esteem and think oh well there really isn't anything special about me compared to anybody else but that's a lie. We are all so special. You are so special. You are awesome. And if you do not think that you're awesome, that just means that you've not looked deeply enough yet. Because that is your identity of who you are inside. There's nothing in your life more awesome than you. I am not more awesome than you. I don't see myself as more awesome than you. If I was in your shoes, I would see myself as the most awesome person in the universe. And that wouldn't that be great if each person can consider themselves as the most awesome person in the universe? Because what does that mean? That's not an arrogant or egotistical statement. That means because you have this awesomeness inside of you, that same awesomeness is in everyone else and so the more awesome you realize you are the more awesome you regard everybody else because the most empowering reality is when you regard everyone as awesome it's when you start creating barriers and thinking that one class of person is more awesome or less awesome than you then that's when your reality starts to become disempowered because that spark of the divine is in all races, is in all sexes, is in all everybody. It doesn't matter what culture you're from. Everybody has that potential. And we shouldn't submit that potential to anyone else because that's not what God wants. God wants you to be an empowered individual. This is Alma Bona signing off. Be sure to check out divinity.com. And until tomorrow, you have a fantastic day.